Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. Hi, my name is Ron, but some people call me Ron. Ooh. And welcome to the show! Hey! I stole yeah. that from Kevin Smith. Be yeah. my friend, please. Just drive down the street. <laughs> He's in California. I have his address. His actual address in California. Well, that's weird. That's no. super creepy! <laughs> so, alright, so, side note, he was supposed to marry me, and... My wife, um, I asked him at a comic con. Oh, I thought he was you and him were gonna get married. Yeah, that's, no, what, that's I what I took it but as. But I did yeah. ask him, and I got the whole um, main stage to yell, to chant, like, "Please do it!" I got to go backstage. I gave him a hug. I told him I loved him, and I got a picture with him. I'll show you after. Oh, cool! I met him twice actually. Then I met him at the premiere of Suicide Squad when I went. And um, why was he there? He got invited. Him and oh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Oh, he's a DC dude. Harley Quinn was there. Uh, I met her too, and. Um, he yeah i gotta meet him again but yeah he was supposed to but like scheduling conflicts and other stuff got in the way but um he didn't want to do it probably not <laughs> but still i got to meet him i got to meet him i got uh you know i got a picture and i'm very happy about that so it was great i hope cool. his awfulness had didn't rub off on you <laughs> actually he gives hugs like you ron wow Ooh. He hasn't made a good film since Dogma. Fight and neither me. have you. <laughs> yeah. The man's talented. The man makes a living just being cool and awesome and talking. Yeah, I wish that so I could make so a career. So he's Kim Kardashian of geeks. No. No. Well, she is what's wrong with this country. Well, guys, aren't we going to do the second half of Phase 3 today? Yeah, I guess yeah. we are. So this leads us into our first part of part first part of part two. Yeah, first. Anyway, <laughs> the beginning of part two. Oscar-nominated film Black Panther, which came out February sixth, two thousand eighteen, directed by Ryan Coogler, who directed Creed, phenomenal movie. Screen written, screen written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. Uh, Joe Robert Cole did People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. Okay. Executive producer by movie. our future best friend, Kevin Feige. Hi. Budget of $200 million and box office gross of $1.347 billion with a B. That's dollars. with a B. Holy with profit, Batman. Billion with an O also true this movie starred chadwick boseman as king t'challa black panther which we found out was born in america yes he was born in america um he's not english like i previously thought see our previous episode to find out more i thought he was eastern european for the record you would and the best actor in the world today michael b jordan as eric stevens slash killmonger guy's not even the best actor in the movie He's the best actor ever. Go home. He's going to be the next Superman. Oh, God. It, well, I hope so. Is that a thing? Yeah, no, it was talked about. Anyway. Wow, we're going to have Edward Cullen as Batman <laughs> and uh, oh, Human Twilight. Torch as Superman. Oh, he was the Human Torch. I That's forgot. Dope. That's dope. I mean, look, Chris Evans was Human Torch and he's Captain America. It's true. 
Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. Uh, Denai Guerrero, I'm sorry, I mispronounced your name, as Okoye. Martin Freeman as Everett Ross. Uh, Latita Wright as Shuri. Best character. Winston Duke. No, Winston Duke Mbaku. He's great. Actually, no, Michael B. Jordan's the best character. Sorry. And then Andy Serkis as Ulysses Clow. Where he's a human being. <laughs> That's right. He's not Gollum. Or, um, ape. Oh, he was Caesar. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, he was Caesar. In or, and keep out Mike. or a he different was. ape. Or a gorilla. In King Kong, right? <laughs> Wait, was he in King Kong? Yeah, he was King Kong. No kidding. Yeah, yeah he that... had to take a lot of steroids for that one. Uh, <laughs> this movie took place after, almost immediately after Captain America Civil War. Uh, it is referenced in there. T'Challa becomes king of Wakanda. And it kind of, we explore the Wakandan homeworld and how advanced they are technologically. We get a little bit of history, a background of the culture. And it is, I mean... This movie's phenomenal. Yeah. It's like, again, this is like some of the ones we talked about in the past. The only bad thing I could say about this movie, and it's not really a bad thing, it's kind of a good thing, was that the other side characters and the villain got more story time than the main character. Yeah. Well, that's... So, this differentiated from an, a typical Marvel origin film, because... It gave the rest of the characters depth, rather than just the um, just the main character, in my opinion. I mean, we see Michael B. Jordan's character of Killmonger develop, and he has that blood like lust for revenge, and he wants to be the uh, leader of. He wants to like take back what's his. He feels like he's he was wronged. We get some backstory about. I guess how I guess what happened with his father uh, and his uncle uh, and his uh, he's cousins with T'Challa and he wants to just take back what's his and I mean the the I'm glad they put like Andy Serkis's character Ulysses Claw in it because he was in a previous movie before this um, you see kind of like Umbaku is not a bad guy like they think he is going in. And he becomes kind of like a hero at the end. And he like really cares just about Wakanda. Um, Shuri is... You're right. Debatably... I mean, I think Michael B. Jordan is great and everything. But she's definitely the second best character. Um, I think we see future foreshadowing of Ironheart. Maybe. Possibly. Because she's a genius. And she's very inventive. And it's very Tony Stark-esque. But with all the Wakanda technology. Um... I like, I don't know, I just like this movie, period. Mm. I think Killmonger, at the end, the whole, I really liked the, he's just like, you know, they're fighting and he just keeps going. He's just like, you know, T'Challa's like, we can just, we can work it out. Like, we're family, like, we can, it doesn't have to be this way. He says, no. He goes, yeah, it does. <laughs> and just like, end it. It's just like, make sure you put me in the ocean. And it's just like, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It's just like, man, like, all this this character this guy just was all he knew was fighting in war and like the way he scars himself too of every kill he gets it's like and then like when they have the museum scene where they're like robbing the place At the and beginning. then he has a girlfriend and like it appears like there's like a love interest there and he died and she ends up dying and he's just like yeah i don't care did he like cap her no i think andy circus capped her Oh. And he's just like, I don't care. And he just like, all he cares about is getting his revenge. And that's just what fuels and drives him. 
And I think that's such character development. And it tells a multi-arc story in one movie, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's why I think Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger is the best character of the movie, not um, Latita White Shuri <clears throat> or Chadwick Boseman's um, T'Challa Black Panther. But I think I don't know. I think Michael B. Jordan stole the show. Yeah, hands down. I um I what I love about this movie is that. I'm you... wearing Black Panther shoes, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, you are. Ooh, yeah, those are. It says Wakanda. It says Wakanda forever on the back. It's the Adidas ones. What makes this movie great for me is the ensemble is all great. You didn't mention um, Sterling K. Brown, who's Killmonger's dad at the beginning. Yeah, he's famous now. Yeah. Uh, you didn't mention the guy from Get Out. He's the leader of that like of the Shield tribe. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. Oh, and, and Winston Duke is in um, Us. Yeah. The other... Uh, and Forrest Whitaker is in this movie, too. You're right, Forrest Whitaker. He's the elder. But, like... It's a lot. I mean, I could go... I, can, I Literally, for the next movie, I listed starring everyone, so... I mean, I could, could go on and on about who's in <laughs> I it. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I just try to but name like, the significant people. But still, like, this cast is loaded, and... I don't want to, like, really bring race into this too much, but, like, the fact that this cast was able to showcase so many great actors and all of it, it's, it was really good, like, what's the word, uh, progression of the industry and, like, showcasing talent that normally wouldn't get the chance otherwise in these types of movies. I, I, I think 20 years ago, we wouldn't have seen, like, we did have Blade, like Blade was a movie. It was probably it was the first one, um, but I think we wouldn't. If you would have said when Iron Man one came out or when like Dark Knight came out that we were going to get a Black Panther movie, I think a lot of people would turn their heads and be like, first people would have said who, because he's not really a well known <laughs> character. I mean, he is a well known character, but he's not. He's not Spider Man. He's not Wolverine. He's not no. like one of those. You know what I mean? Well, now he is. But now, now he's now definitely now. Yeah. Um, his first appearance issue like spiked up in price, but mm-hmm. I was something I wish I would have bought when I was collecting comics. Anyway, if you told me five years ago there was going to be a movie with an all pretty much all black cast, black director, and all and all that, I would have been like, nah, that's not going to happen. Why? I think so. It's Hollywood. Um, I mean, guys, if I could interject here real quick, um, my my grade for this movie is uh, an F plus. Um, simply for the fact that I just I just can't get over for the majority of the movie he's not wearing shoes. Like, basically, his feet are the same feet as the main character from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the movie. Like, Isn't just... that his whole suit, though? Yeah, but it's like, it's not... I don't know, like, just feet Wait, walking around. It's, Shuri it's does comment his shoes. He's really, she you're invents king. sneakers. Right, she's like, you're a king, you shouldn't wear those shoes. Because he wears, like, I mean... He, all right, the dude found the pair of shoes that are comfortable, and he's just like, "I'm gonna wear these to the ground." And like everybody has those that pair of shoes or slippers, like we all have them. Flip flops for me, sure. Eh, uh, it, ru- it ruined the entire movie. Like I was taken out of it immediately. I might have walked out the first time I saw that. I can't remember. Oh, Ron I also hates feet. So if you have a foot fetish, he's probably your worst enemy. I also, the first time I saw this movie in theaters, I had to leave because there was a fire in the theater that I was seeing. Wow. 
some mouth breather who worked at concessions like set fire to the popcorn machine. I'm not making it up. It Isn't smelled it? like burnt popcorn. Isn't fire like was it AMC on Route One? <laughs> no, it was down. It was like in Boondocks, South Jersey. Because when I saw this, there was a fire because somebody burnt the popcorn. That's weird. When I saw this the second time, not the first time. Shout out to the Voorhees AMC in New Jersey. <laughs> I saw this three times in the theater. Saw it twice. I took my mom wanted to see this movie. That's how you know this movie got. I think. This movie had, it was very significant to a lot of people. I think it needed to be made. I think that it was made at the right time. And I think they introduced the character at the right point. Because I think we need more of T'Challa's leadership in the MCU. And I think we need more of that. Because, like, he is a king and he runs a country so he can run a team of Avengers and I think that if we brought him in with, um, I think I think the next like trio is going to be Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Spider Man. Like that's going to be like the big three. Um, maybe Thor. Thor's going to take more of like Scarlet the background Witch more. over Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't know. I'll debate you on that. I'll bet you. I mean, I'm there. I don't have much to debate, but it's more of like I think Captain Marvel's going to be zooming around the universe, whereas Scarlet Witch sure. is like, hey, I'm here. But how do we know um, that Scarlet Witch don't go crazy? And That's and, also true. And we do House of M. So, I think... I give this an uh, A+. Plus. Um, really nothing bad about it, except Black Panther could have had a little bit more background. But we, we were introduced him to him before, so I get it. It's yeah. not technically the origin story, but it is. But I think the movie came out at the right time. I think I'm glad to see him in the future to lead into Phase 4 and beyond. And the next team up whenever they do it. And, uh, yeah, nothing nothing really bad here. I'm going to give it an A because I'm a college professor that doesn't give A pluses. <laughs> um, At least you don't it. do minuses. No. That, oh, I, shut up. I, I actually had a college professor that didn't give out A pluses and ruined a dude's, like, 4.0 GPA because of it. And he was just like, sorry, bro. Oh, was it that, was it that film teacher, that, like, foreign film teacher that... Yeah, it was. Oh, that guy. I hated that guy. Ron and I went to the same school. Unfortunately. Not... Yeah. We were roommates, too. All this guy did was snore and talk in his sleep. And all this guy did was laugh Wait, when I was Wait, did you have the same... Your same? Did you have the same room? Yeah. We... No, no, like, did you... Were your beds in the same room? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they were. You didn't have yeah. your own room? No. Oh, it was a dorm. Yeah, it was a dorm room. I didn't think... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, um, you stayed at home. I commuted we represent. Oh, yeah. my, my for real grade on this is probably a B plus. I mean, Black Panther is one of my favorite comic book characters. But the movie was good. Um, yeah. I think that's all I have to say, I guess. You guys covered it pretty much. Yeah, so that's it. All right. Thank you, Ron. Next on the list is the first of the monumental cornerstones main events. <laughs> it's like a co-main event. MCU. This is the Royal Rumble. This is the Taker is match be... at WrestleMania. Yes, it is. Yeah. This is this is that. This is right before the intermission that doesn't exist, where you're gonna go into the title match. This in the is main before event. the Pitbull concert. 
<laughs> this is the first half. Oh god, Ant Man and the Wasp is the Pitbull concert. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Pitbull Aven- concert of the MCU. Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Mike, dun, do you mind dun, if I interject dun, real quick? Dun, 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 dun. Go ahead. Came out on April 27th, 2018. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Screen written by Marcus and McFeely. Executive producer by our future best friend and uh, dinner guest for Popper Crash, <laughs> Kevin Feige. Or Shwarma. I'll take him, Shwarma. Yeah. Take him, take him, take him, all guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, budget, this movie had a budget of $400 million. That's, that's an insane amount that's of so money. so much money. But the box office gross was $2.048 billion with a B dollars. Billion, billion with an dollars. N. Yes. And it starred everyone. Yeah. Do you mind if I take the plot on this one? Sure. You have 30 seconds. 30 Zero. seconds, go. Uh, uh, okay, so the movie starts out and uh, like Iron Man is all like, oh man, I'm going to get you pregnant, Gwyneth Paltrow. And then Doctor Strange is like, mm-mm. Oh, but before that, like Thor and Hulk and like all the Asgardians are like dying. And then like, so that like fast forwards and Spider-Man is all like, hey, I'm Spider-Man, I'm off the bus. And then like they go into space and then Captain America is like, the Earth just lost its best Avenger. Left. And then like, so what happens is like, so Thanos battles people on titan and then like other people go to like earth and then they battle they all end up on earth except for some of them don't and then thanos gets all the infinity stones and he's like that's it that's the movie (laughs) and then ron got blipped out of existence now we're just gonna take it from here i was actually saved like (laughs) no you weren't how about that cotton no did you do the subreddit thing yeah i did yeah i I didn't get saved i I got i got wiped i got saved Ron, just finish it up. What? No. I, 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 did you not he hear did. me snap? I... Yeah, he did. No, um, he, he got there. I didn't he hear did it. it. Yeah. Um, this, On a grateful uh, podcast. <laughs> this this movie like literally culminated everything that they were planning. Uh, it made all the Infinity Stones that were major plot points in all the other movies relevant. They, It was a long movie, um, but it was really well... They brought everything together. All the characters had their own adventures after Age of Ultron. They come back together, and they uh, think that they can beat Thanos, and they think that they can beat this this mad titan, this giant purple alien monster. Did we and just lose? I think the first battle that they do, where you have Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Wong, Spider-Man battling it out with the children of Thanos and they like I like how they separate the Avengers too and mm. at the end you have them with the Guardians of the Galaxy on Titan fighting and then the other of Thanos's children army are fighting on Wakanda not literal army of children but like the children of Thanos which is what they call they call them or like I think the Black Order might be the other name yeah that's the Black Order and you can think of them like like they're the children, and Thanos is the corn. They're the children of the corn. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was so they be call a horrible Thanos joke, daddy. and I said it anyway. Uh, kind of like smile for me, daddy. Let me see them grills. Let me see them what? So I guess let me see them stones. Them, them, them stones. In this movie, then... the Avengers were Chris Pratt, and Thanos was 
um, Yondu, because he was like, mm, I'm your daddy. <laughs> Actually, he did that to Gamora, and then he killed her. <laughs> and she died to get the Soul Stone on Vormir. Uh, Red Skull makes an appearance, but not played by Hugo Weaving, and we see our one of the first major character deaths in Gamora. I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting Gamora to die. Um, I get it. It needed to fuel the plot. It kept going. But, 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 I think that the... Actually, I'm about to take back what I'm about to say. Because now I'm thinking about it more, it makes sense. The build-up that the love interest and, like, the relationship from Guardians 2... I'm like, I kind of feel pointless, but like, I get you. I guess you can see Peter Quill's Star Lord's rage and why he killed, and like he killed her, and like why he's so mad yeah. that he actually loves her. So yeah, I guess it makes sense. Um, Star Lord also prevents them from like killing Thanos and stopping them and winning from winning, and uh, he kind of ruins everything. I know people give him a lot of crap for it, but I understand. An idiot who's mad is hard to stop. I mean, I was roommates with Ron for a long time, I know. <laughs> okay, Matt, I think you just gave your opinion, but let me give a better one. I think <laughs> this movie is an F-plus simply because there is no Paprikesh fight me. We don't We don't know that. Yeah. Oh, we're, when we see Scarlet Witch and Vision in the first time in the movie, yeah. aren't they doing dishes? No. They're in Scotland. Yeah. Maybe. Vision Washington is looking dishes? outside because he's like, oh my god, there's someone on my lawn. Well, and no, Scarlet they... Witch is on Pinterest. No, because I don't know if they were... Yeah, they might have been doing something. They were doing something. Because then um, they... The children of Thanos detect one of the stones, and that's in Vision. And then they go and kind of fight, and then swing with see Cap and uh, Scarjo, Scarlet Witch. Oh, not yeah. Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow. Come in and uh, uh, Vision <laughs> right. is another character that meets an untimely demise. And um, when they when they remove the stone and he just kind of just fades off. Gruesome death, by the way. I Imag- I don't like I don't like the Vision. Like Paul Bettany did a good job, but I don't like the character. Imagine getting a sword, a sword, <laughs> a sword stuck <laughs> in your head, and they're just pulling your like brain out, and you're like living through it. That's pretty. Brutal. Is he living though? He's an android. Yeah, androids are part that, are that like robots that mind, can feel. He can, is the he mind can stone, feel though, feelings. Well, no, the soul stone. He's in love. The soul stone can arguably what make you alive, but the mind stone just gives you a conscious. But does but that make a, you alive? Well, right. Whoa. Does it? Like, was he man. alive? Yeah. Could he have loved? Did he love? I mean, Scarlet technically, Lynch? he was alive because when they pulled the stone out. He died. Yeah. No, he and just, you need to live off. in order to die. He turned off. No, he died. Well, if but I turn did off, he really robots that mean die. I die? Don't batteries die? Did he love... They're inanimate objects. Did he love Wanda? <laughs> yes. Is love real? Uh, that's that's another podcast. Love, Write that down, Mike. A... We're going to do a podcast on love. <laughs> don't love you have blind. a wife? <laughs> you know what they say. Love is blind. Brag about it. Tell your wife that. I love how we got to oh, this hi, like, really <laughs> dumb conversation about life. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. I, I I think Vision is just 
he's fine. I, I think he's broken, like broken as a character. And he needs to be nerfed. Yes. And by nerfed means get a sword in his head. Put on the and... band and restricted list. Yeah. <laughs> and, and pull his bird out. <laughs> if this was Yu-Gi-Oh, he would go from a three of to a one of. Yeah. He just got the ban hammer just smacked all over him. The ban hammer, that's a term I haven't heard. Or the nerf bat, that's the proper term. Um, he. And so, the fight sequence at the end in Wakanda, everybody's there together, they're fighting. Um, I think Doctor Strange was really the only one who was just like, hey, um, I don't think we're going to win this. And he goes and tells him, he goes, there's only one way. Um, I don't think we we got it in the bag, guys. It ain't looking good, Chief. Then he, uh, I think the fight on Earth in Wakanda is better, personally, than... Thor gets his new beat-up stick, also. (laughs) Oh, he gets, yes, he does, he gets Stormbreaker. And um, Thor's... I mean, I thought Thor... When he's like... When Thanos goes, you should have gone for the head. I'm just like, damn. Oh! Oh! I have you a... You told him. I have a bone to pick. I should have brought this up in Ragnarok. So there's a point in Ragnarok where he just, like... Thor's out. Where he just becomes a lightning bolt and starts going... Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> and killing everyone. Why doesn't he just do that all the time? Like, he doesn't have mana or, like, cooldowns to worry about. Why can't Goku become Ultra Instinct all the time? Exactly! Because it takes up too then, much energy. Well... And it would not be worth watching because... Creative licensing. Yep. No, but, like, I'm not talking about... I'm talking about, like, a dude fighting a dude. You wouldn't want to be, like... Why didn't the United States government launch nuclear bombs? Okay, or Wakanda? Just, or <laughs> Russia? Because, well... That. A, a spaceship... You don't think in real life they would just push the button and launch all the bombs if spaceships yes, were coming? Yes, because we are in real life, Mike. <laughs> right. So I'm just saying. That's why he's not going pew, pew, pew with lightning because like, okay, nobody's okay, using okay, nuclear bombs. Okay. Thor is a lot different than global politics. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Um, you know, no. Metaphors, pal. No. It, no. I think... No. I think I'm valid in this point. Where, like, he's just... Most of the time, he's just like, Oh, look at me. I'm Thor. I'm hot and Australian. Let me smack people with my ass. Asgardian? I'm Australian. We can't confirm or deny Australia exists in this world. Look at how big my arms are. Like... He does do that. Yeah. Why doesn't he just... Like, there's a group of people. Why doesn't you just turn them into toast? Like, all the time. It saves him time. Why doesn't Tony Stark build a nuclear bomb? Global politics are different when you're we fighting an alien. this in Age of Ultron. You don't, you don't, or in Civil War, the one we talked about, that oh, terrible movie. Oh, and also, they, they just do rip up. shoot a nuke in the Avengers. In the space. No, they shoot it at Manhattan. Tony Stark was like, nah, B, and then throws it in the portal. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, look, it worked. No, Why don't you did. do it again? <laughs> All right. Just Bro saying. Nuke. Bro nuke, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Spaceships come. I hope they launch the bombs. I embrace their fear. What if they're cool? What if they're like, hey, guys, you're doing sex all wrong. Do you want to take that chance? <laughs> well, I don't. What? I don't like to take that chance. I like my halal guys too much. I like Apple Jacks. I want to see what happens in Phase 4. I don't want to take that chance. So, 
uh, you know, as what Bill Pullman said in Independence Day, nuke the bastards. Hey, I, I don't think we should, if a spaceship shows up, they, we'd just be like, ah, fuck it, nuke it. I think we should just be like, hey guys, do you know, like, the Karma Sutra? And if they go, no, then is we go. It's not the first did fucking you thing watch, you're going to ask aliens. Did you, you not watch that show, sex? Falling Skies? What? Did you not watch that show, Falling Skies? They didn't nuke the aliens, and oh, what? The aliens took over. Yeah, but then I don't have to worry about student loans. There is upside to this. Yeah, I mean, all right, I guess, like, the nuke option is unrealistic. But, yeah, you know, Thor could have done it. Maybe he just can't. I don't know. Maybe he just can't do it all the time. Like, Goku can't turn Ultra Instinct all the time. But, like, why don't they just be... Why don't they just do a throwaway line where, like... Like, Valkyrie's like, why didn't you do that earlier? And Thor's like, I get tired. And then takes a nap. There you go. I mean, so one thing, though, I do want to point out is that what this differs from the comic is in this, in the movie, which I do like this version better, is Thanos is wants the Infinity Stones so he can wipe away half of the population of the universe because it's overcrowding and they're taking up resources and all that fun stuff. So in the comic, he wanted to court death. Yes, like Lady Death, like the Grim Reaper, but the female version. Deadpool's wife. Uh, yep. Really? I know they were <laughs> trying to get married. Oh. And then, um, I hate Deadpool, by the way. That's a character. Anyway. Um, not anyway, in the MCU. Like, <laughs> side note. Not in the MCU. Anyway. Um, but this movie, he wants to, to do that, and he wants to just kind of retire after. He's like, you can, in a weird way... Thanos is not really a villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like Killmonger. He Killmonger, does bring up some good points. I mean, he does murder, which is bad, but he's not really a villain, just like Killmonger wasn't really a villain. He's a villain in the sense that, like, I he didn't survive. He wants to survive. kill trillions of people. <laughs> he's a villain in a sense that if he snapped his fingers, I would have died. You and wouldn't I die. Don't you like didn't that. die though. You just didn't exist. There's a difference. He even says he goes, "It's not gonna be painful." But didn't? How does he know that? Yeah, he, he didn't do it. I'm sure. I'm sure. What if he snapped and he's like, "Don't make it hurt." What if he was actually trying to make him uh, like a hot pocket and snapped, and then half the the population died, and he was like, "Oh no!" Hot pockets are really bad for you. This this so. world's resources are finite. Everything is finite except for hot pockets. <laughs> Another like we had a great movie with Black Panther, and this is also an A plus for me. It's great, great lead up, great build up. Ends on a cliffhanger. You want to know what happens next? They made us wait a whole year, and it's just like awesome. The fight's great, plot's great, development's great. It brings everything together. In the first half of the end. Mm-hmm. I a think plus. at some points it gets a little slow. But other than that, I think it's a really good movie. Um, Grade? A, I think I that this movie is an A+. Plus simply because... Can you name any other single comic book movie that could have survived having a third of one character's arc be building a hammer. No. Exactly. So this movie's an A+. Iron Man. 
the first third of the movie is him building a suit. Yeah, but a suit is not a hammer. Final thoughts on this film. Um, I think that it was pretty good, but... Oh, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Time out. Okay. I do have a final thought. All right. Sort of. Sorry, Ron, for railroading. Sorry, sorry, Ron. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this is something that I think what should have happened. I like the way they did it, but I think my version's better. And that's that. Okay. At the end of the movie, at the after credit scene, you see Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill. Okay. They're starting to snap the blip away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He drops the device. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see, you're the audience. You're in the theater. You see it blinking. Okay. Blink. There's no difference. Blink. Blink. <laughs> and then you see a four. And then cut. Fade to black. Done. Fantastic four. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mike, what if half of them... Like, fucking hairs the, are the, the fox. The fox deal wasn't made by them. I know that. Like, also, you're, I uh, know that. I know that. But that's why I would have done better and different. And it's like... So you're saying Four. it would have been better if something literally impossible could have happened. I also... No, what if, hold on. What if half of them got snapped? They didn't. They're the Fantastic Four. But, I mean, the, half the Avengers got snapped. I mean, Tom, Peter Parker's whole... All his friends, got, his classmates get snapped just for a future plot device. <laughs> so they can all be together in the next movie. But I'm saying... Thanos, I, I why mean, did you only do this? Captain things? Marvel... Great addition, and like I like the end, and I marked out in the theater. I was like, "Oh shit!" But like a part of me inside was just like, "Just surprise us and do a four, and fade the black." But then they wouldn't have been able to live up to it. Yeah, man. I'm just. I just want. They to couldn't have something. been in the movie, dude. Look at my like, bag. Michael it's B. Fantastic Jordan four. is already dead in Fantastic that universe. Four. I love the Fantastic Four. The four. Sorry, this is also an audio. We can't see your backpack. You can. I can't see you. I just see a voice line. It just. I would have said. I thought it would have been really cool if, like, you know, like all of a sudden Nick Fury is like, like the same thing. He's like, oh man, motherfucker, and then it, it like goes out. But honestly, if like it could have ended and then it like blinked, and the the thing that was blinking was like you know Audrey two from Little Shop of Horrors. I think that would have been perfect, and I think that would have like set up, you know, like the uh, the Little Shop of Horror cinematic universe. The crossover we didn't want or need. I just wanted a four. That's all I wanted. Would you have rather wanted an, a Fantastic Four crossover or an X Men crossover? Fantastic Four, hundred percent. We'll talk about it next episode. X Men suck. Next episode. Ron, why don't you tell us what's next on the list? The next movie on the list is called Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Pitbull Concert of the MCU. <laughs> the Pitbull Concert of the MCU. <laughs> so, directed by uh, Peyton Reed. Uh, screenwriters are uh, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, and Paul Rudd again. Man, I can do everything. Uh, and he's so handsome. <laughs> he's so handsome. Executive producer by our favorite future best friend, Kevin Buggy. A guy who one day we're going to take out to a nice seafood dinner. <laughs> or Halal Guys dinner, please. <laughs> he's going to gain some weight after hanging out with us and we're going to buy him all the dinner. 
The budget was $195 million? What? I know. It was kind of low. What? No, that's high. Compared to the one we just saw, $400 million? No, but for a solo movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, you're right. Because Thor Ragnarok was 180. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man was 175. Yeah, you're right. Is Ant-Man and the Wasp the most expensive solo film? No. I think it might be. Black Panther was 200. Oh, okay. But still, that's wow. I mean, Jesus that Ant Man and the Wasp had a lot of like CG and the p- sets alone with their like filmmaking and um, stuff like that. Yeah. The, a lot of wasps. What of ants. Box office six hundred twenty two point seven million. Uh starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyme, and now she's the Wasp. Hey. Hannah John Kamen as Ava Starr slash Ghost, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyme, Lawrence Fishburne as Bill Foster, and Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Um, you, I was gonna want to skip this movie. It's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a C. It's playable and limited. Everybody's been waiting a week for me to give my opinion. I, that's why this. I want to give the floor to you. <laughs> Go, friend. It's fine. Right. <laughs> I like that the villain of the movie, if you think about it, is Hank Pym, because he's being a dickhead. <laughs> the whole point of this movie was for the after credit scene, was yeah. when they get snapped and Paul Rudd, or Ant Man gets stuck in uh, the quantum realm, and like that sets up for Endgame. That's the whole point of this movie was that three minute after credit scene. So? And I guess you go into the quantum realm and you get like you see it, but otherwise it's just it's just there. It's just the CG team showing off. It's fine. He should have just been in other people's movies like the Hulk. I like the Hulk as a character, but I don't carry think a the movie Hulk on can their own. Make his mo- a movie, a solo well, movie. Maybe I him and Ant Man together, sure. Well, I think there's like the rights issues together. between him and Universal. That's why he was in Thor. No, yeah. yeah, no, I know, I know the reason. I'm just saying, like in terms of like a character. I, I thought it was fine. I was expecting a lot worse when I saw it, but... Great? Yeah, B minus. No, oh, sorry. No oh, minuses. Oh, oops, oops. Oh, the minus oh, gotcha. I would say C plus. It's closer to a C plus than a B. I just say C. Yeah, that's fine. Ron? I would, I would say B. I think the Ant-Man films are underrated. I love the Ant-Man films. Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is underrated. The first Ant-Man I don't like. Do you know what's not an underrated movie? The next one on our list that is... And last time, in a previous episode, I said, do you want me to tell you my favorite movie that wasn't Endgame or Infinity War? And you're like, save it for when it comes up. Well, Matt, now it's here. And that's Captain Marvel. Came out March 8th, 2019. And this is by far my favorite non-Infinity War Endgame movie in the MCU. Was it the Nine Inch Nails t-shirt? That was part of it. (laughs) But it was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, who made Sugar. Uh, It's kind of a funny story in Mississippi Grind. Screen written by Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck, and Genevieve Robertson Dwart, who directed Tomb Raider, the 2018 one. Executive producer by my future best friend, Kevin Feige. <laughs> Budget, 
of $175 million and box office grossed $1.128 billion with a B dollars. Starring Brie Larson as Carol Danvers slash Veers slash Captain Marvel, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, Lashana Lynch as Maria Rambeau, Gamma Chan as Min Irva, Jude Law as Yonrog, and Annette Benning as the Supreme Intelligence slash Marvel slash Dr. Wendy Lawson. This movie took place in the 90s. It's the origin story of Captain Marvel and uh, Carol Danvers. They do a <laughs> phenomenal... What is so funny? I'm sorry, Mike. I'm looking at your notes. And the, <laughs> the only person who doesn't have what character they're playing is Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I think it's just funny that Samuel L. Jackson just plays Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Speaking of Samuel L. Jackson, they did a great job of making him look younger, and they did the CGI to de-age him, and uh, he kind of... I like that they made him look like he did in Pulp Fiction. Well, minus the fro, but he, like, he had that very... It had a very Pulp Fiction vibe. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, they de-aged him. They de-aged um, Phil Coulson, uh, Clark Gregg's character, a little bit. They didn't really need to, but they, they did. They on him. <laughs> did they? Well, I know that they de-aged him, but to my eye, it just looks like they simply put a wig on him. The 90s references in this movie are phenomenal. The She crashes into Earth on a blockbuster, which, for those of you who don't know what a blockbuster is, is a place where you used to rent movies in person. And he had to walk 15 miles with hills both ways <laughs> to drop off his copy of Armageddon. This was the first movie to introduce the scrolls that we know of, into the MCU. And to much to our surprise, the Skrulls weren't the bad guys. It was actually the Kree. Um, the Kree and the Skrulls fight in the comics many times. There's a big arc called the Kree-Skrull War. The Skrull are more villainous, and they uh, take place in other events such as Secret Invasion. But in this movie, they were not the bad guys. And Captain Marvel sees that eventually and then she learns that the people who captured her the, uh, who took her from earth from her home were the kree were the bad guys she has her powers from the one of the infinity stones and you kind of see that all play out um i think this movie is honestly perfect a plus plus extra credit it's the best one my favorite one love it um it was I think Brie Larson did a phenomenal job. At me, please. I, I saw it four times in the theaters, and I did not regret each any of them. And um, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. She's busted. Like her powers are broken, and she needs the Nerf bet. You don't yeah, see I, that I, as a little bit. Problem, Mikey. A, well, I don't. A little bit, but when you look at the, like this power of the celestial beings, and when we get to Endgame, like I'll talk about it more. And how she, when she fought Thanos, like, yeah, I mean, she somebody needs to be because when you have like Steve Rogers was your well Thor really was your benchmark like no he was kind of the broken character, but then now you have Captain Marvel, and it's she's just phenomenal and like you see Ronan uh, appear again uh, a younger Ronan, and um, she kind of sets the stage and that's where we kind of see where Nick Fury. Uh, through S.H.I.E.L.D. starts the Avengers Initiative because her uh, pilot, I guess, code call sign was Avenger. So 
he takes it and he uses it, and that's where we first see the Easter eggs, or the the not the Easter eggs, the uh, the seeds being planted for the future, and it's all started here. Not Captain America: The First Avenger, and then at the end, where in the after credits, she we go back to present day, and that device that should have been a number four, <laughs> blinking. Uh, stops blinking and they're like well did it break can we turn it back on and then she pops up out of nowhere and is like where's Fury and like hairs are standing up right now and the only thing that could have been better than that was a 4 but I mean come on like she just kicks ass and she's phenomenal and I can't wait to see more of her and more what they're going to do with the character they did I'm glad they did the Carol Danvers version of Marvel Captain Marvel and not Marvel. Um, but they do pay the the nod to Marvel, so that was nice that they did that, and um, it really showed like her personality and like what we can get from this. It's all a bunch of like what ifs now going forward. It's like, is she the Carol Danvers from Civil War Two? Is she the Carol Danvers who runs Alpha Flight? Is she the Carol Danvers who was Miss Marvel? Is she the Carol Danvers? Is she more like Marvel? Is she like who is she? What's the person she's going to become? She has her memories back now. She has, uh, like, she wants to save the galaxy. She goes, and then in, in the other movies that we're going to see, she says, she does say, oh, I, not every place has Avengers. So she does care. She does go out. She wants to save this girl. She helps them find a new home. Um, I think besides Captain Marvel, the character, I think introducing the scrolls is instrumental to anything you want to do in that Marvel cosmic universe. Um, they're, they can... There's so many more plot points now that they can do and stories that they can tell. And introduce the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Are you going to just keep bringing this yeah. up every movie? Yes. Hey, Matt, right. do you want do you want to go before I do? Because you I, go. Have, I have a vastly different opinion than Mike does. Hold on. I'll go. It was a good movie. A. You're you up, go. Ron. A? Guys. No. I give it A plus with extra credit. I would have given it an A minus, but no minus. I'm I'm riding like D plus C on this. Are this you movie, being this, Are you being a troll? No, I'm not. This movie was horrible. I'm not right. I'm not trolling here. This movie has a horrible story. The lead character, like you have by the end of the movie, you have no idea who she is. There's zero point for this movie to be set in the nineties. Like, there are some funny moments, but honestly, I don't like the scrolls in the comics. Like, they do have a couple of good storylines, but all they're there to do couple. is just couple. make... Yes, a couple. All they're there to, okay. is to, like, make things more complicated. Like, I, I know, like, we're talking about the future, but just talking about this movie, she's way too OP. She, like, a bunch of the characters are just really badly acted, poorly written... This is a this is a bad film. Who? Who's poorly written? Jan Rog is horribly written. And so is the Supreme Intelligence. And the thing that the Kree want to do, which by the way, if you didn't think that the Kree were going to be villains in this movie, did you not see Guardians of the Galaxy? Also, Ronin had there was zero point for him to be in this film. Ronin it, it was just like, oh, he's there, and that's it. And he doesn't have that like black stripe 
on his face now. There we go. That's it. In Guardians this of the movie... Galaxy, Ronan was apart from the Kree. That's why he was working with Thanos. So we yeah. don't know that. No, I, we just I know re- that at the time, he was with the Kree still. We still don't know if they were bad. until. Yeah, I realize that. And after what you just said, can you explain to me why he was in this movie at all? Like, what was the point at all? He literally, he didn't do anything. He just stood there. There was no point for him to be in this film. Like, because he's part of the accusers, and he they go they run the bombing runs. They're the they're with that team. Okay, that's great. Did the film and they're going to set that? up to a future movie. It just shows like leadership did, did, of the Kree to show the, a familiar did character. Did the film explain that, or did they even say yes. his name? If no, they didn't. Yes, go they back did. And watch the film. When they went Mike, to go bomb the first no, planet. Mike. If you go back oh and God. watch the film, they don't even say his name. There is zero reason. They say Ronan the accuser. <laughs> Mike, I'm like all right. Let's pause the sure. podcast. And, and let's both film... watch it, and then we'll get back. No, let's okay. Just... Our no, first live show is, is going to be a fist fight, and we're going to sell tickets yeah. to that. I hope podcast. it is because you're wrong about this. No, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is by far the worst film in Phase Three, and I would argue you're bottom five of the entire MCU. I don't. I don't care what you say. This film was boring. It's just plain old boring. What? You're crazy. You like, like Iron Man I 3. I cannot believe... Yeah, I like Iron Man 3. I just think you're wrong. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, it's, I think this movie's f- fucking great. And most things about it were great. I don't think we find very little flaw in it, except the villain could have been stronger. <laughs> the villain should have been Ronan, I'll give you that, because Ronan was shown as a badass in Guardians and powerful. It should have been somebody who was stronger than Yon-Rogg. Uh, or they should have made Yon-Rogg stronger. I'll give you the villain was a little weak, but otherwise, everything about it, character development, uh, no, her plot arc story. Was, her arc was super weak. This this was a horrible film. Plot and story, everything about it, I think was fantastic. No way. Great cast, great casting, despite what the people were saying. James Bond was in this movie. The new one. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. no, 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 007. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Did you not like the Pulp Fiction references and, like, no. all the other 90s references? 90s oh, is an overrated decade. Yeah, this this film did not need to be oh, set in the God, 90s. God, I'm talking millennials. <laughs> no, you're a millennial. I said zillennials. Oh, no, I'm what's a, a millennial. What's a zillennial? It's the it's generation like, under us. Everybody it's, born, I think, after 1999. Oh, you mean like Gen Z? It's that Snapchat yeah. generation <laughs> with that TikTok and Instaface. And Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. Instaface is probably the best one. <laughs> Shout out to Bill Belichick, future friend of the podcast. Oh, God, I hope not. Life partner and everything. I swear to God, if Bill Belichick is a fan of this podcast hey if he wants to come on be my guest you wouldn't want to talk to bill belichick i'm gonna talk to bill belichick about the early 90s giants and just be like how much coke did you do with lt wait you really wouldn't want to talk to bill belichick i i would talk to bill belichick how i just talked about captain marvel (laughs) i would have talked to anybody first of all but second of all it's bill if anybody famous wants to come on this show like (laughs) If anybody Please. with a blue check mark and I know exists, like then a, yeah, come well, on up. Yeah, if you had a blue check mark, please, come on. Well, shout out to Kevin Feige, future friend of the show. Yeah, 
well, there's some people with blue check marks who I'm like, who is this? I mean, they're we don't have one. Hey, as yeah. long as we can like, as long as we get Justin Long on here, we can only go up from there. <laughs> the um, next movie. <laughs> so after this marvelous masterpiece of a motion picture, marvelous. The next film in this list is probably, arguably, widely considered so far to be the best movie in the MCU. And I think, I think it's everybody's, it's like the Chicago Bulls of the 90s, it's everybody's favorite team, everybody's favorite movie. Um, it's really good, it, it tells the end of the story, it ends the arc, it ends the saga, it's the... What's the name of the movie? Avengers Endgame. There we go. The Avengers. It came out April 26, 2019, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, screenwritten by Marcus and McFeely, executive produced by our friend Kevin Feige. Uh, Personal budget, friend, Kevin Feige. Budget of $356 million, and it box office grossed so far to date $2.795 billion with a B dollars, and it is the current world record holder for largest box office growth. Take that, Disney, you monopoly. Not counting uh, inflation. It starred everyone and their mother. <laughs> and Ron, why don't you take us to a 30-second plot? Okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so the plot of the movie is the Avengers just got defeated by Thanos in the last film, which is Avengers Infinity War. And then they're like, oh, man. And then it's like three weeks later, and Thanos is like, oh, my God, I lost the, the use of my arm. So they go over to Thanos, and bam, head cut off. And they're like, what the fuck are we going to do? And then it's five years later, and they're like, I guess we're going to go back in time, Tony Stark. And then they go back in time, and then Black Widow was like, oh, man. And so then like they go forward in time, and like what happens is Thanos is like, I'm going to beat you again, because I did it once five, already. And then the, four, then the Avengers all get together, three, and then they, like, Tony snaps two, them out of like thing. And and then all of a sudden, Captain America is over. Done. Not bad. Yeah, yeah you, you got you got yeah. pretty close. Yeah, I tried. You forgot about the all women thing <laughs> that people hated on, which I don't know why. Yeah, I, I actually like that. I thought it was pretty oh, cool. Yeah, um, I liked it, but the movie is over three hours long. It's that is a factual statement. It. Doesn't real? I saw it eight times in the theater. You are the reason they are the world record holder. I needed twenty four hours of my life to be in this movie. Apparently, you know, I, I only saw this movie once, which is funny because I usually see most Marvel movies at least twice in the fi- in the theaters. But I just kind of considered this one like you know, like this is the end of the road. Like I don't know because I I I got so much joy out of watching it. The first time, I was like, I don't think I need another. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, like, times number five and six were a little, and seven were a little tough. Um, I can see that. Just because, like, you kind of know what's coming, you know what happens. I mean, like, bathroom breaks were great, but <laughs> it yeah, was... Um, you knew exactly when to go to the bathroom. Yeah, pretty much. And But, like, the eighth time, and I knew it was going to be the last time in the theater for now, is was like was was awesome it was just i haven't seen a movie or read a book or watched a tv show that ended or played a game that ended something perfectly like perfectly like i keep saying like but (laughs) it's uh it, it it you took like kevin feige no joke took 10 years 
22 movies. Put them all together and ended it here. He told... He, it's like if the Bible was its in the entirety in in film. He just that's a hot take. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is just like the Bible. This was Revelation. It's the end. It's the this is how it ends. And it's like if they never made it aside from the Fantastic Four another Marvel movie again, they wouldn't need to. It just ended perfectly. Well, lucky for us, they did, and they're gonna keep doing that. I, it's just nothing bad about it. It's I. I mean, talk about talk about notable deaths. Robert Downey Jr. gave us his send off. He uh, Tony Stark dies in the movie, as well as um, Scarlett Johansson's character, the Black Widow. Oh. It was sad. Like I wasn't expecting her to go. I, I kind of had a feeling either uh, Chris Evans or Tony or Robert Downey Jr. were going to be one of the characters was going to die in the movie. Um, Captain America, when, when Iron Man did die, I was like, okay, so what's going to happen to Cap? And they gave Cap his happy ending. He does go back in time. He, he's with Peggy. And, uh, then you see him as an old man. And he's just, he fulfilled, he was a hero. He lived the American dream. He saved the world. And he, he, he lived in honor of his friend. Um, I love you 3000, I think is going to be a, a quote that's shared for many, many years to come. It's going to be one of those things people say. I teared up at the end where it's you have Happy, John Favreau's character, with uh, Tony Stark's daughter at the, after their funeral. And she's like, he's like, hey, Squirt. And she's just like, hi. And she's like, he's like, you hungry? And he's like, what do you, what do you want to eat? He's like, cheeseburgers? Are you going to dad like cheeseburgers? It's like, man, you just want to cry the whole time. And it was just like, it captured emotion, which is hard to do in a movie like this. That's not, it's like an action flick that's not designed to make you want to cry and make you want to feel something. And it does that and it does it well. No, and, and it, and it, it's near flawless. And that's all I have to say. A plus. Um, I'm going to compare this movie to two things. The first thing that this movie is like is like um, when Daniel Bryan won the championship for the first time and him and the entire arena were just going, yes, yes, yes. And this is also because like I can compare it to that. And the other the only other feeling on Earth I think I could compare it to is like, like you guys like, you you know, Pop-Tarts, right? Like when you like get a like a good pop tart, I'm talking about like you take it out of the wrapper and like you're, you're like, oh man, that is a good pop tart. Like when you toast it and it's just it's perfect. Have Can't nice... say I compare it to a the Bible and you compare it to a pop tart. Oh <laughs> wait till I compare it, <laughs> Matt. Please, great movie. I cried a couple times seeing old Chris Evans. I was like, oh, there goes that perfect body. That's America's ass. Yeah. He's the ass of America. I have a question speaking of Captain America. Did you think that when he went back in time, is that when he finally lost his virginity? Wow. Um, Do you think he he, he did it with no. a woman who wasn't Peggy? I'm going to say no, I, and I, I'm going to reference something from Avengers 1. Yeah? When... They're jumping out of the plane, and they reference Thor as a god, and she goes, 
and he goes something like, there's only one God, ma'am, and he doesn't dress like that. I think it showed his Christian values. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, mar- I think he's a, he's a marriage guy. Yeah, and he waits. He's a one and done. He's a Duke basketball player. I think that's why when um, uh, Anthony Mackie's character, Falcon, at the end, he goes, do you want to tell me about her? And he goes, no. Yeah, because he doesn't kiss and tell. And he always has the the like compass thing with her i think if he waited 10 years consciously let alone how many years when he was frozen so yeah i think he really waited for her even though he kissed his granddaughter i can't emphasize this enough well no niece oh it is a different timeline when he kissed her in that continuity or that timeline time travel's dumb it's a niece yeah it was just his girlfriend's niece that's true she's also like i don't know i feel like after captain america got out of the ice and he's like oh shit peggy's like 90 years old and (laughs) you know at that time he wasn't thinking like ah shit i'm gonna go back in time and you know yeah but he yeah. still was like he you know, still did he's still like you're my girl and he always would like visit her and talk to her it, it, it they didn't talk about the love story with cap and peggy enough uh throughout after like the first and the second movie of his i don't think they really needed to not really but then yeah. they brought it back full circle and uh i think this movie had something for everybody mm-hmm. like no matter what you like i think it had something for everybody Plus you... I like giant green CGI people. And you got that. Yeah. Yes. The the scene with uh, Captain Marvel, Bay, is, is uh, when she's like fighting Thanos. I'd like to speak to your manager. <laughs> and he like headbutts her and she just stares at him and just is like... You can see just <laughs> the good. badassery of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the end of the credits, we did not get an after credit scene, but in the original run of the film before the extra footage and add-ins and the tribute to Stan Lee rip, you hear the pounding of a hammer on metal. And it was to signify and symbolize the first Iron Man movie where it all started in the cave. However, I would have done it differently. And this is what I would have done, at least in the re-release, after the Fox deal was done. And this is what I would have done. Why why do I think it's going to involve... Two F's okay, okay. and an even number. You have the hammer. Mm-hmm. Screen fades to black. Mm-hmm. Pound, Great. pound, pound. You think it's what, you know, Tony Stark and that. Screen fades out. The sound gets louder. Pound, pound. And then you see, you see something through two eye holes. And it's like a scene in a Eastern European type of a uh workshop a vision movie and no even better and then the (laughs) the pounding stops and then the you see what the eye the the two holes are eyes and it gets put on and it's a mask and the screen fades out so you can see the mask and it's victor von doom and this is how you're introduced to dr doom good lord And then after can that, I, hold on, hold on. My, and he's staring into the he's, he's staring into the fireplace, and it turns, and it you see the face of Doom. Doom. And then the screen fades Doom to black. Toot. The screen fades to black, and it says the Fantastic Four are coming. 
can I tell you my um can I tell you my like alternative like and like end credit scene? Thirty seconds ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so so what happens is like um. So, you know, after credit scene, and all of a sudden, like, this plane lands, and it's just like, oh, welcome to Egypt. And then this guy gets off, and he's, like, greeted by this little, like, boy who's, like, you know, like, taking everyone's luggage. And the little boy is like, welcome to uh, Egypt, Mark Spector. And then, like, he, like, looks at the little boy and his name tag, and he's like, oh, thanks, Sam Alexander. And then they walk away, and it's like, you know, Moon Knight and Nova will appear sometime in the future probably i actually don't hate that oh god come on man that was intentionally bad and they put up the four and then they see a four (laughs) on the the ship (laughs) and it's the quinjet and it's the fantastic four you see you missed out galactus just eats the moon there could have you had to only have four hammer clangs oh my god that would have been so much better yeah yeah, <laughs> that's why I was a comm major. Wow. Oh, it would have been so much better. <laughs> All right, let's do the last movie on this list. <laughs> and the last movie on this list is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Came out July second, Spider-Man. July second, two thousand nineteen. Directed by John Watts, screenwritten by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, executive producer okay. by Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal. Budget one hundred sixty million, and it grossed so far to date one point zero seven five billion dollars. Starring wow. Tommy Holland. With a B. With a B. With a B. Starring Tom Holland does not have a B in Starring it. Tommy Holland without the B. <laughs> Tom Balland. Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays Quentin Beck Mysterio. Uh, Brother. Zendaya, Brother. Samuel L. Jackson, Colby Smulders, John Favreau, Jacob Batalon, and Marissa Tomei. Props to this movie for doing a Spider-Man villain that they did not do just like in the first one. So Mysterio, great choice. The, after, the, the preview scene where they're talking about Oh, from another dimension, alternate Earth. I'm like, are they are they introducing the multiverse? And then the they... MCU is real. And then the swerve. Yeah. <laughs> For you know, Ron goes his thirty second plot. I want to just call out the end credit scene. The best. Something really significant happens, and I'm not going to say it. Just go watch it. The best. But a character comes back from the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, and this would have been a really good way to segue the multiverse. If if Tobey Maguire Spider Man is another multiverse. And that's J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson portraying an Alex Jones type character and not the newspaper <laughs> mogul. And I thought that was genius. Mo- mogul. The best. Mogul. Sorry. Mogul. Mogul. <laughs> My bad. Mogul. Um, I thought that was genius because they made the Daily Bugle. Now it's like Infowars. And it's awesome. Yeah. Alex Jones, please. He's the guy who please. isn't invited on the podcast. <laughs> I mean... If you if you ever heard no. him on Joe Rogan, he's no. hilarious. No, but uh, I gotta say, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I read the documents. I, I I brought him in the back. I can bring him to you. <laughs> yeah, you do a pretty good job. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. You just yeah. need to like Mike, I got chain, horses in you the need back. To chain smoke and uh, just drink whiskey. And, uh, okay, give this. me five years and uh, I'll bring it back. Mikey, the one opportunity you get to mention the flat earth and you don't do it. <laughs> I, I don't think Alex Jones believes in the flat earth. I thought he did. He's read the documents. That's true. He did read the documents. <laughs> yeah. It might be real. He might know. If anybody knows Alex Jones. I'm glad that Future Peter Parker. Show? No. <laughs> no. I'm glad no. Peter Parker and MJ finally got together in this movie. 
Um, mm. I think that they're going to make beautiful babies. Sexual teenage love. Although I heard there's a rumor that Gwen actually makes a slight cameo in the movie. No. As she no. walks a blonde girl with black and white attire walks past. So, potentially Spider-Gwen. I heard Betty Brant was going to take up that role, eventually. That'd be dope, Betty because Brandt. the character was received really well in this movie. Well, yeah. Oh, what if, instead of Miles, we get Spider-Gwen? Why don't we get both, and they make What if, instead of a Spider-Man, we get a Fantastic Four? Nah, Spider-Man deserves it. Um, Fantastic Four have three chances. <laughs> Four, technically. So, <laughs> well, Spider-Man had when seven. They're, when they're, like, swinging around, <laughs> it would have been really dope if they swung past the old Avengers Tower and they did see a four on it. And it was just like, you know, hey, we're here. Mike, Mikey, come on, man. We're, we're here. I can't wait for, like, them to do a Fantastic Four movie and it's balls. I'm going to, okay, new goal, I'm going to, please people petition so that way I can star as Reed Richards. You think we Are you make... flexible? I feel like that needs to be a requirement. I mean, I have to do a handstand freestyle in a year, so yeah, we'll be. Oh yeah, that's a bet. So do you guys, it's a wonderful Do you guys bet. want me to do the 30 second plot or? Uh, I don't I think we're fine. We don't need to I mean, this plot. it's, the plot is really irrelevant to anything. The end credit scene was like sets up the future. The plot happens. Spider-Man continues to grow as a character. And uh, a lot of things happen in this movie that don't need to happen. And they do. Um, it's good. I'll say see the movie. Definitely. It's a very big recommendation. Especially like Tom Holland. B plus. No, that's a lie. B. I'll give it a B as well. Just but like, I'll oh. give it a B, and since since I forgot to give Endgame a letter grade, I'll give Endgame a retroactive A. So, friends, that brings us to the end of the Infinity Saga. I the can't end, believe we made it. The end of the MCU as we know it, and it sets up sets us up for the future that we only have little glimpses of. Thank you for taking this journey with us. True believers. The next episode that we're going to have is about Phase 4 and what was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con in 2019, as well as what we would like to see in the future. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then we will dive into you know weekly pop culture, monthly pop culture news, and uh, other topics that we just want to talk about, such as... Uh, Everybody's favorite, like the Fantastic Four. Or, uh... Now that's what I call music. Or nuclear bombs versus <laughs> the God of Thunder. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Yeah. Any, uh... Any last comments, words? Favorite um, one, favorite MCU movie out of all of them. Mine's... Other than other than Infinity War and Endgame, mine's Captain Marvel. Go. Winter Soldier. Uh, the first Avengers. Oh, okay. Nice choice. Least favorite. Iron Man 3. Thor 2. Thor, Thor 2. <laughs> All right. And with that, true believers, this brings us to the end of the MCU. As we know it, stay tuned for Phase 4. And just remember, the Earth's flat. And remember to wash behind your ears. My name is Ron.